Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini-episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple-shot K-Cup with my guest, David Katowski. So, David, I want our listeners to know that you and I first got to know one another a couple of months back through your weekly show on SBN, the speaker series. And I was fortunate enough to be a guest on it. And what I thought would be kind of fun for us to do, David, is to begin our caffeinated chat today by flashing back a few years to when you were in school, when you were an undergrad, because so much of what you have achieved over the years came about because of the incredible success that you had as a student athlete who received the Thomas Watson Jr. Scholarship. Can you share with our listeners what that scholarship is, how you got it, and we'll go from there. Sure. Well, the Thomas Watson Scholarship is one of the most prestigious scholarships that that Brown offers. It's academic only. The Ivy League doesn't offer any athletic scholarships, so it's academic only. And I was very lucky. I had actually originally committed to attend West Point to play football and to play lacrosse at West Point. And I went on my last recruiting trip to Brown and I absolutely fell in love with the school and I fell in love with the people. It was the team that staying with my recruiting trip and meeting a bunch of people. There are a bunch of people. I'm originally from Long Island. There are a lot of Long Islanders on the team. And it was just a great fit for me. And so I I made my decision that I was going to switch. And I come from a very blue collar family. My mom raised six kids on her own. And when I called her from the Providence train station to tell her about my trip and that I was heading home, she asked me how it was. And I said, it was great. And I said, mom, I'm going to go to Brown. And she famously said back to me, Brown, it doesn't even sound like a good school. She had no (laughs) idea. She wanted me to go to West Point. And when I came home that night and I made it back home on the train from Providence, my mom was getting ready for work. She worked the 11 to 7 shift at night and she was in tears. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, West Point was free to us and you were going to go to college for free. I don't have any money to send you to Brown. So I don't know what we're going to do. And I said, nope. We'll figure it out. And I sat there and, and came up with a game plan. My game plan that I came up with was I was going to take a, a year off from school and I was going to work for a year and take a gap year. 
and just and just work and whatever money I made would go towards education. So I reached out to my coach at the time to talk to him about my situation that we couldn't afford Brown. And he said, well, what about financial aid? And I didn't even know what financial aid was. Uh, no one in my family had ever gone to college. So we had no idea. So we applied for financial aid. I ended up winning the, the Watson scholarship. And with that, I wrote him a two-page handwritten thank you note to thank him for the scholarship because this was dramatically going to change my life. And that two-page thank you note created a lifelong relationship that I had with Mr. Watson until he died. He wanted to meet me. So he met me at Brown. He was on the board of trustees for Brown. His family had given over $100 million to Brown. The Watson Science Library, where I, was, I started out as a bio pre-med major, I spent a lot of time in there. And this was the type of person, uh, Thomas Watson Jr. Was, it was the CEO and chairman of IBM at the time. And this is who had given me my scholarship. And what did that relationship that you developed with Mr. Watson end up doing for you in the early years? It was my first mentor. It was clearly my first mentor that I had. I had some great coaches and, and things like that, but I never had a mentor who really took an interest in me like Watson had done. He wanted me to stay in touch with him. He wanted me to keep him up to date on things that I was doing and all things like that. And what was interesting is I wasn't very unsure of what I was going to do after college. And I just didn't know. While my friends might have been doing internships and working on at Wall Street firms during the summer, I was working on the back of a garbage truck, cleaning pools or working construction. That was the background that I grew up in. And, and that's what I knew. So coming out of college, I was thinking maybe I go work for IBM. And Mr. Watson told me, don't apply to IBM because they're going to find out that you won the Watson scholarship and they're going to think that they have to give you a job there. And, and I said, well, isn't that the whole idea of networking? And, and he said, I want you to make this on your own. I didn't know what I really wanted to do. I had an opportunity to come back to Brown and coach. My former coach offered me a job coaching on his staff for $9,000 a year. My high school that I went to, I went to Chaminade High School in Long Island, which is a very prestigious all boys Catholic high school. They offered me a job teaching and coaching for $12,000 a year. Even though I won a scholarship, I still had loans. I had student loans I needed to get paid back. So I needed something where I was going to make money. And that's where I decided to look and go to Wall okay. Street. All right. We're going to get to that in just a bit. But first, I want to ask you about the sports that you played at Brown. Sure. As I mentioned in the introduction, you played three division one sports. What were they and what did sports mean to you as a young guy? Sports were everything. I grew up in a, uh, I had a very tough upbringing. I had grew up in a very abusive family situation. My dad moved out when I was seven. So sports and school were my places of, that was my only place that I would want to be. I didn't want to be in my house. I wanted to be either on the field or in a classroom. And those are the two constants that I always had. I was always a really good student and I was always really good in sports. So sports were just a, a crucial part of my life and part of my upbringing. It was where I got to release all the energy that I had built up. I got to showcase what I was able to do on the field and I got to showcase what I was able to do in the classroom. So when I was thinking about colleges, I knew that I wanted to play two sports. I knew I wanted to play football. I knew I wanted to play lacrosse. Lacrosse was my number one sport. I had been recruited for, for both at Brown and I was excited to come there and, and play two sports. And then my freshman year, they had some injuries at the upper weights in wrestling. And that's why I wrestled in high school with the upper weight classes. 
heavyweight and things like that. So they asked me to come out for the wrestling team. My freshman year, I went and I was just a practice player on the team. Never competed in any matches. I just practiced with the team. And then sophomore year, I was a full member of the team and ended up wrestling and, and played three sports. Did you ever think maybe even in, in the lacrosse, which you said was your best sport, that you'd go into the pros? No, because I mean, back then there weren't really the, the pro lacrosse was a, a small league. We really didn't think about it. The better league that everyone was playing in was there was a post-collegiate league where they had teams that were sponsored by different different organizations and you played to a national championship. So all of the best players were playing in that league until professional lacrosse was created. And then there were leagues to play in. So I never really had aspirations of playing professional lacrosse, but I ended up playing in both the indoor and outdoor professional leagues. I played for the New York Saints in the indoor professional lacrosse, and I played for the Bridgeport Barrage in outdoor. Oh, fantastic. Dave, what do you think are the lesser known windfalls of playing collegiate sports, whether it's division one, two, three, or even club sports? You know what? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned club sports because the kids who play club sports, they're just as dedicated as the kids who are playing division one, you might not have all of the things that you have to do for division one, the weight room and things like that, but those kids are just as dedicated. So I'm glad you mentioned them, but the things that you learn in sports, whether it's on the wrestling mat, on the lacrosse field or on the football field or the hockey rink, it doesn't matter. It's part of that team dynamic that you learn at an early stage, how to be a team player, how to be coachable, how to be on time, how to be resilient. All of the things that you learn on those respective fields are things that you're going to take into your life and they're going to encompass everything you do, especially in business. And it's that competitive fire where you want to win, you want to score that goal, you want to make a great play. Well, it's those same things that you want to do in the corporate environment. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.